Welcome to the Digital Masters Growth Marketing Podcast for professional service providers, agencies, and consultants. We're going to be talking innovative strategy, tactics, and the tech tools that marketers are using in the trenches today. Made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's get into it. Hey, Becky. Nice to see you today. Good to see you, Stephen. Yeah, it's it's really cool to uh, meet up again. We talked uh, probably already a month probably ago. Probably something like that, yeah. And uh, you were nice enough to to talk to me about some of the things I was up to. Of and uh, yeah, that, that's cool. I, I think that's one of the cool things about LinkedIn is that you know people are willing to kind of uh, they're willing to connect and meet and talk. I mean, not everybody, uh, right? But but a yeah, good I'm, number of people are. I am infinitely curious about other people's businesses and what what drives them. So I'm always yeah. glad to hear from another business owner. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. And I think that's uh, one thing that I have found through LinkedIn is that most of the people that respond are some of the most interesting people and have the most interesting <laughs> conversations. Yeah, probably, be, probably because of that. Yeah. Um, but what really kind of like wanted, wanted me to have you on the show today is because, you know, I'm, I'm out there trying to uh, work with, you know, service providers. Um, I'm always in some cases, I'm trying to convince them that that social media is a good thing. Some some people are totally bought in. Yeah. Um, and when we started talking immediately, I found out you were totally bought in. Um, you were posting. And not only were you posting, but you were generating business from it, mm-hmm. um, which I think uh, is a dream for, for most people. So um, I really wanted to have you on here and to, uh, to chat with you a little bit about that and kind of like really kind of hear what um, I think. I actually, I think what... The main question I had to start with was, it's like, how did you have the faith? Like, what what gave you the, um, what was your light bulb moment that you knew this was going to be something that would pay off? That's a great question. Um, do you mean the my LinkedIn or my social media content? Yeah, just or, like, yeah, yeah, like, just like you, you took a leap at some point and yeah. you started posting. And it's like, what what was it that you knew about that that was going to? It was going to pay yes. off at some point. Well, so as my husband would say, I'm about the most consistent person he knows. And so I know throughout my life when I've done things consistently, even if I'm not doing them, you know, the very best I possibly could, but consistent effort has always, always, always paid off for me in the long run. And so it was I had done a little here, a little there, trying to connect with people, but it occurred to me one day that I needed to be consistent on LinkedIn. That's the only social network that I'm a part of, um, but that if I really wanted to move the needle, that being consistent on LinkedIn was going to provide that for me. And so I created some calendars and what have you and started um scheduling posts on Hootsuite because the other piece was I knew I couldn't make sure I posted at a, at a certain time every day and things like that. And so at first it was kind of scattershot, just throwing some stuff out there. But um, over time, I've, I feel like I've created my own personal tone and voice that I'm using, um, which is my natural tone and voice. I'm not putting on any airs or anything like that on there, just saying what I would say to, to a business owner that I'm talking with or anyone. And, um, and it's just that consistency and 
producing something almost every single day that I think, um, and knowing from my life that that consistency will always pay off um, is what made me sit down and just do it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and I saw that post you just did the other day. Yes, I just and did you, one about consistency. Yeah, about consistency. <laughs> yeah. And that one kind of like, it rang true for me too, because, uh, you know, I'm starting something new too. Yeah. And there's always these unknowns. And I would say that consistency sometimes is is my Achilles heel too. Because um, I am kind of a creative person and I like to like, I don't know, just sitting down and doing some of those things that sometimes, sometimes can feel like you're not getting what you wanted out of it right away. Right. Um, can be kind of tough. Yeah. Um, so, so, so consistency, but w even before that, like, how did you know that, like, that LinkedIn, like, was a place that you could actually get business? Like, like, why did you choose LinkedIn? Like, how did you know that being consistent there was going to pay off? Like, did you? Well, so my work in, I do bookkeeping and profit advisory work with small businesses. My work is strictly business to business. And, um, I had tried to do a little marketing, a little like going straight into businesses and contacting business owners directly. Um, and because I'm not on any other, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Instagram, I'm not anywhere else. I've, and I have personal reasons why I'm not on any other social networks. And um, it LinkedIn seemed like kind of the safest place to do it where it wasn't, I wasn't going to find too many, you know, political discussions. I wasn't going to see a lot of fighting, a lot of carrying on. And um, the more I saw on LinkedIn, the more I saw that that was true. And there was so much good information for business owners on LinkedIn and ideas and um, just little tidbits. And I knew I could produce that. I knew I could on a daily basis, produce a little tip that you could use. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then, um, so then kind of tell me how the journey started. Did you po start posting every day or like? It started, it was, um, it was the month of July. I was doing my workout about a week before the end of June. And in the middle of it, I was like, a light bulb went off. And I said, cause what I'm always striving for with clients is for them to feel free in their businesses, get to where they're really enjoying running a business and being proactive instead of reactive and not feeling like their business is happening to them, but instead that they're kind of turning it into this money-making machine that they can use. And so it occurred to me that July was the perfect time to have kind of a themed set of a post. So I did 31 days to freedom in your business. And oh, so okay, cool. it was a full 31 post that I did. And, and I did that entire thing in like two hours. And it's just because first oh, of all, wow. it's the first time. So all the ideas were new ideas. So mm -hmm. I wasn't having to figure out what I've recently posted on and, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and then maybe a, I took maybe a week off in August. And that's when I was like, nope, nope, it's got to be every day. Like I have to have this for every day. And so about mid-August. And, mid and mm -hmm. you're doing the weekends too? I have been. I don't think I'm going to continue to do the weekends. Um, I just don't think, I don't think I'm getting, 
enough from that to warrant having to come up with nine or 10 additional <laughs> ideas a month. Um, but so I've most recently in October, I've done um, days, 31 days of scary things and small businesses. And I'm looking forward for November. We've done scary. So I think I'm going to go a little more upbeat and um at first I was like, I didn't, I didn't quite, I was like, I, I didn't make the connection, but then I was like, oh, it's Halloween. I, that, yeah. that must, <laughs> I was like, why is she trying to terrify everybody? Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So um, I think that's a good way to do it too. And like the, the themed ideas kind of like make you commit to something for a longer period of time. Yes. And I have a couple of people and they're people I don't even like know in real life that I swear check in on it every single day and will like and and comment and whatnot. And those folks kind of hold me accountable, even though, like I say, I don't even know them, but I feel like they're holding me accountable in a way. And it keeps, keeps me on my toes and keeps me posting. So, so then what's your overall strategy? Like, do you, when somebody comments or likes your stuff, do you reach out to them and have a conversation with them? Like, how do you, like, how do you, what's the, the big picture that you operate from? Um, so yes, I do try to, if it's someone I don't know, I do try to have a conversation with them at least and see where our common ground is, where we can work with one another in some way. Um, I, try it's not i'm not 100 percent, but i try to always comment back um when someone has made a comment and tag them in it and things like that and um and i just basically i just try to keep up with it and um in the way you would hope someone you know i just try to always think about if i'm posting on someone else's what wouldn't i prefer that they respond to me in some capacity, even if it's something small or whatever. Yeah. I always like to think of it as like, it is like a, a place to network. Yeah. So it would almost be like somebody coming up to you and saying something and then you just not responding. You just like, you know, or exactly. just walk or walking away. Exactly. And these are people who are responding to what you have to say. So these are, these are the champions that, that you could wind up having, especially someone like me who is so strictly business to business like I have to have referrals. Like that's where the work comes from largely. Um, and so finding these people and determining, demonstrating what my voice is, what my priorities are, how I help business owners makes it so that when some of these folks, when they are talking with someone and they're like, man, I need a, I need a bookkeeper. I'm struggling with this my goal is to be consistent enough, be in front of them enough that I am at top of mind so that they're not saying, Oh, I could probably find you someone. They're like, Becky, you need to get in touch with Becky. I see. Cool. Yeah. So that's a good question is, so maybe I have, I have a series of questions, but like after you started posting, how long did it start? How long did it take for you to see results? Cause that's often a question that I get from people. Yeah, so and it's a combination because it wasn't just posting. I also had to deliberately grow my network, and I'm mm -hmm. still working on that. I've I, I've taken some time off on the deliberately growing my network, but I've, I've, it's I've hard, isn't it? To like, it's it's hard to like piece all these things in, and like the consistency part, I think, is it is, and that's 
the, I'm, I try to never send a connection request to someone that I don't know if and not put a little note in there connecting like why I'm and so I can always tell if if I've done too many because I start being like I don't I don't know why I'm connecting with you I just want to I just want to click send instead of taking that extra step and that's when I know I have to stop like that's, that's I think that's really interesting the way you come about it because like you have all these natural like human um elements to it like I'm not sure I'm saying that the right way, but like you bring common sense to it. Like <laughs> if that makes any sense, like you, you have that, that thing in your head. That's like, Hey, if I, if I don't even know what to say to this person, then why am I, why am I right. even connecting with them? Right. And also it's because it is exhausting to, to go through and search people's profiles and find people that you have common ground with. It's exhausting. And so if, excuse me. Um, <laughs> so if, if you get to where um, you can't come up with something for for multiple people, then, you know, because I can find common ground with anybody. So if I can't find common ground with people, then I need to stop like and come back tomorrow instead yeah. of because it's wasteful um, to make the connection without talk without saying something and trying to start that conversation. Yeah, no, I hear you. Well, one thing that is funny, though, is like, um, and I've, I've kind of been experimenting with this a little bit too, is like, sometimes though, when I see a connection request, I almost, or, or when I see the message in there, I'm almost always thinking like, I know this person's going to immediately try to <laughs> try to sell me something. Right. So sometimes I, I won't even send a connection. I think mean, I want to talk to this person, but like, I'd, I'll just send something and I won't put a message. Um, just because sometimes I notice that people, I don't know, it's like the, I think LinkedIn is getting pretty bombarded with all those direct messages and people are just getting tired of it and like, just, yeah. you know. And there is a lot. And I mean, what frustrates me is the, I mean, and you get them, everybody gets them. These messages for people are like, you know, I looked at your profile and I could completely fix your business and do this, <laughs> do that. And you should hire me. And I'm like, you don't know anything about me. Yeah. And because the, the bedrock of my work is knowing my clients and working with them and helping them and be kind of coming alongside them. So I do not in any way respond to someone bombarding me with sales messages when they don't know anything about my work. Yeah, I almost wonder, like, does that stuff actually work? I mean, it, 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 it must have some small percentage that they just know that if they send a million of these, right, they're going to get one person. Right. But I still think that goes to like, to speak to probably why it works so well for you is because you have all these common sense things. You, you be, It seems like to me, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but you're just taking the things that you, um, that you do naturally um, as, as a person working in your community and you just apply those things in LinkedIn where you can probably do it at a little bit more higher scale. Yeah. And because I work with clients around the country, it's a great platform. It's much better for me than going to, you know, like a local chamber meeting or something like that. Um, so it's, it's great for me on LinkedIn to be able to reach people around the country and and through LinkedIn, I've been able to, 
get into a couple of networking groups that are nowhere. One, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and one of them's in Minneapolis. And like, I've really made friends in this group of women in Minneapolis. You know, it's just a strange little connection, but it's. Is it a virtual, is it a virtual group? It is. So it's a group that was in person and has gone virtual and. I'm I'm out, I guess, if they go back to, to being in person. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Brutal. Well, I correct me, or, or, but so okay, cool. So you're you're going through this process, but how long did it take before you started seeing like clients coming in or business being generated? Yeah. So um the I would say I'm trying to think. Well, by the end of August, so within, I'd say within six weeks, I had, well, actually the beginning of August. So within five or six weeks, I had picked up the first client um, from this effort. And that one was particularly rewarding because he messaged me and said, I have some bookkeeping questions. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll sit and talk to you about bookkeeping questions. Why not? And so I really wasn't expecting him to be interested in me working with him. I thought he just had some questions. And I mean, as soon as we get on, he was like, I've been following your posts and I like the way you're, I like your voice. I like the way you're talking to business owners. He said, I assume that's how you speak with your clients. And I said, yeah. And um, he was like, so I want to work with you. And like, it was, it was really gratifying for me having put in the effort and, and, you know, done the legwork to get to that point. It was really gratifying to have one, someone not just say, Oh, I found you on LinkedIn and, but instead to say, because of the content you're putting out that has made me want to work with you. And there was never, I mean, I created a proposal. I did all the things and within a week I, he had signed on with me and he's one of my best clients because he listens to me. Like he's, he values what I have to say. And, um, so I would actually say that's one, for me, that's one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle is it's going to attract, this effort is attracting people that really value the work I do. Yeah, that's my expertise. Right, because they've already kind of understand what you're all about. Yeah. And that's specifically why they reached out to you because they want that kind of, yeah, that's cool too. And, and And you don't really do like, oh, and this is the question, did they interact much with your posts or did they just, yeah. Not one time. And that's one of the most interesting things that I've noticed as well is like a lot of the times that the people that reach out to you mm-hmm. are not the same people that are interacting with the posts. Right. Cause I'll do yeah. a lot of stuff around marketing and stuff. So I'll have people that are in marketing, mm-hmm. um, interact with it, but those aren't yeah. going to be the people that, that are going to work with me. Right. Um, I just happen to have interesting things in common with those people. Yeah. Um, so do you get that as well? Like people from your industry also interact with your posts? I get a lot of CPAs and a lot of attorneys or people that work with CPAs and attorneys that will comment, which is great because for me, CPAs and attorneys are great referral sources. So that's that's fantastic as far as I'm concerned. 
Um, and it's giving them an opportunity to reach my community that I've created, you know, um, and which is great. Yeah, I've, that's part of the whole networking thing, of course. Yeah, I think that's the other, the other important thing to to kind of like identify is that like referrals are obviously awesome, mm -hmm. but what this allows you to do is just like expand that network. I always kind of think it's like word of mouth at scale in a, a certain way. It's like, yeah. and the, the more you, you know, the, the more connections you make and, you know, someone's engaging in your post or engaging in somebody else's post. And I think that's a lot about, that's what it's all a lot about as well is not just posting content, but actually going out there and because uh, I, I looked at your profile uh, right before we came on and I noticed you were out there commenting and liking other people's posts as well. I try so. to. I try to. That, that's the piece. Just because I'm not really on social media, like that piece has been much more difficult for me to take on um, just because it's not a natural habit for me. And I just, uh, you know, but for other people's uh, um, insight, a lot of people, they don't actually post much comment or most uh, much content. They'll actually just go out there and engage with people because especially because if you're engaging on someone that is getting a lot of engagement, uh -huh. uh, you will like your comment will come up and your picture will be there yeah. and you can actually get quite a bit of visibility simply by, um, you know, commenting in a thread that has a lot of action in it. Absolutely. And that's, and that is something that, like I say, I need, I need to do better on. I just haven't, because part of that was I wanted to have enough content there so that if I did say something that piqued someone's interest, they could look me up and right. know about me from what I had previously uh, put out there. Yeah, they can go into your profile and then check the content, the yeah. content that you're creating. Yeah, I mean, there's so many like interesting ways that it all weaves together. Yeah. Um, and when I'm talking to people, it's Sometimes it's exhausting because I'm trying to explain all the different ways that it could happen. Right. Yeah. It's, and like people get, you know, maybe this is almost, this is kind of something that I've been telling people a lot lately is like, I think one of the mistakes is people go on there to find leads. Oh and yeah. And you can't that, do that. If that's the purpose, then somehow it doesn't work because right. it's like your mindset is in such a way that like your behavior changes. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, like, even like for me, I had to like, think about this. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, and it's just, it's like the same mentality. You go to a networking group, if you're there to like get business, then nothing happens. Right. And if you think about like who does the best at a networking event, it's always the person that's like running the event. Right. He's like putting in all the time and like helping right. everybody out in the group. Yeah. And then the next level is like all the people that are just referring business back and forth. Yeah. And then there's the the few people that are in there that are just like only in it for themselves, and yeah. um, and you you find out that it's not working well for them. Yeah, and what you're describing there really is the the in person version of content marketing. You're the person who's running the event and doing all the work is the person who's adding value to everyone else's experience, and and that's for me with with the 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 stuff I put out it's really about making sure I am providing value to business owners whether you ever work with me or not I want there to be something that I'm posting that resonates with you or makes you just take a slightly different perspective or look at what you're doing 
Yeah, that consistency one hit me. I was yeah. <laughs> it's like, dang, she really got me with that one. Yeah. So then, so what are your plans going forward? I know when we first talked, you talked about, you were saying you wanted to hire people. So like, are you going to continue down this road? Like, are you going to like, because in a way I, I consider you a part marketer. I know. Because, because and I'm not. That's what's you, really funny is I'm not. But, but you are though, right? I mean, you, I do love to give unsolicited advice. So, <laughs> but like, what's, your, what, what's your plan? Like, uh, you're going to, you're going to grow the business a bit. Are you going to start to invest more in LinkedIn, more in content? Like, do you have a strategy planned out or is it, you're just going to, you know, right now it's just about posting every day and continuing to grow my my network and i have certain kpis about you know the number of times my profile is viewed i think for me yeah tell me a little bit about that the kpis that you have yeah so my leading kpis i should pull them up if i'm going to sit and try to talk about them um my leading kpis are the number of the the views that my posts get and um the number of times my uh, profile is viewed in a week because I think that's what's important. If I'm putting out content that is really a value and that is really um, making people pay attention, then my profile will be looked at. Um, Can I, let me ask you a question about that because um, I have lots of times when I'm talking to people and they say, oh, my, my post was only viewed 500 times or yep. 300 times or 200 times. Um, do you mind telling me how, like, what your average is for a post? Um, it's not really that much, but what I'm able to, what that KPI in particular does is it forces me to pay attention to each post and how many times it was viewed so that I can take that knowledge for yeah. future posts. And so, like, I had one, I had one two months ago and this wasn't even one of my scheduled posts but it was about julia child and she talks about flipping an egg and when you flip the egg you have to believe the egg is going to flip or you can't flip the egg <laughs> and it's one of my favorite little stories my poor children have heard this a hundred thousand times every time they're trying something new i talk to them about flipping eggs and um and so one day i just thought you know this is something that means a lot to me, I should share this. It's like and, almost like having some faith or something. Yeah. Yeah. Faith in yourself and the strength of your convictions is what she says. Mm -hmm. And, um, like and so I posted about that and I think I got three or 4,000 views on that because it was so, it resonated with people so much. And then a couple of weeks ago I posted, um, maybe it was just last week. It's a little clip from Schitt's Creek about, um, my wife likes that show. It's the funniest show. And it's about, um, tax deductions and, and the father comes in and the son's like, Oh, these, these, these are all write-offs. And he's like, I don't think you know what a write-off is. <laughs> and so I kind of wrapped that in that one got a couple thousand views, but it's not a ton. I'm not getting a ton. I don't have a ton of followers yet. And like I said, that's something I'm really intending to improve on in the next little bit. Um, but, but I think that's the, that's, what's so cool about your story. And like what I almost, that's why I wanted to focus in and talk with you about it because 
like some of the people that I'm helping, they'll get really nervous when something even gets 500 likes or, or not 500 likes, that would be good, but 500 yeah. views. And, I, and I'm like, yeah. where else are you going to get like 500 people a day looking at your stuff? Like right. that's not going to happen very often. And, and then to your other point too, I'm glad that you mentioned that because like you have to like, it's not like, cause it's not enough just to post and not pay attention to what's going on. Right. Like you, you have to start to post. And and the way I look at it is like, you have to like basically figure out like what can move the needle a little bit. Like if, yeah. I, if I, if I change this or I post about these different topics, you have to feel comfortable. Like I almost think you, you, you can't graduate from that first level. Like right. the, you can't get your white belt or your, your yellow belt until you know how like to manipulate the system a little bit. Like you, you have that capability. Um, yeah. And that's, so that's for me, the forcing me to go back and look at the number of views I've gotten. And of course that's a direct correlation to the comments and the likes that I've gotten on a post. Um, but going back and paying attention to that, paying attention on a weekly basis to the number of new connections I've made and the number of, um, people who have looked at my profile and, and I've got this pie in the sky idea that to be where I want to be, I need to have 600 people like that. That needs to be kind of my rolling. I think it's a 90 day average oh, or whatever that in the, I need to be at 600. Um, and I'm probably off on that, but it, at the very, it's an aim for me. It's giving me an aim and where I'd like to be and trying to, to get where I'd like to be. And then my, my lagging um, KPIs come down to the number of actual one-to-one conversations. Well, and one of my leading KPIs is one-to-one conversations. But then my lagging, it comes down to the number of prospective clients that I have talked to. And then the number of um uh, actual proposals I've put out. And then of course the number of accepted proposals and I keep those on a monthly basis just because that can take some time to get through that process. But those leading KPIs really, they propel me and they really force me to put the legwork in that will lead to those lagging. And if if the lagging don't turn out, then I know I'm not doing something right. In the then, that may, then, then maybe that means the leading indicators are the wrong ones or something. Right. Exactly. Well, that's interesting. Like, that's cool. Admit, that probably comes from your 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 small business like uh, understanding, like the leading indicators and the the lagging indicators, because those yes. I know what they are, but I don't think most people would would even use that terminology when they're thinking really? about something. Well, and that's like my I, favorite may, thing. Now that that is cool. Like one of the best analogies I saw um, on this, um, I can't remember who told me about it, but they were talking about mattresses. Like, how do you sell mattresses? Like, how do we know how many mattresses we're going to sell? And one of their biggest um, indicators was like how many people laid down on the mattress. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many people brought their their wife or their yeah. their their significant other to the store? Because if they didn't, if those things didn't happen then you wouldn't sell it because nobody's going to buy a mattress without laying down on it. So they would, they would have all these things to get people to do that. So they'd put stuff on the ceiling yeah. and say, test the mattress out, you know, lay down on yeah. it because they would yeah. want people to do those actions because then they right. would propel them to. Yeah. 
And that's, again, for me, the, the big one is the number of times my profile is viewed because I, I believe that I offer something unique. My background is in industrial engineering. So for me, so much of my work is about simplification and making sure that business owners are getting information in the way that they need to get it to be able to make good, strong, solid business decisions. And so I, I need people to see more about me to to get a better idea of who I am and what I'm bringing to the table and offering. And so I consider that a leading indicator for me even more than like hits on my website or anything like that. Yeah, I think almost like LinkedIn can really almost replace your website. It can. And now I haven't replaced my website. And I will say like, because of course you can see most of the time who has viewed your web, your LinkedIn page. Right. And one of my favorite things is to see where someone has viewed my profile. And then I can see that someone in, from that same geographical area has mm. looked at my website. And then a lot of the time, almost all the time, I, that I'll get contacted by that person in one way or another after that. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. yeah no, I, I really, I really like your story because um, it even kind of like calms me down sometimes. Cause I get so like, I get caught up in things a lot of the time. Yeah. Like um, I'm always trying to optimize things and like your story was just like so simple and like just straightforward and, and I, I, and really just like human that yeah. um, I thought uh, I wanted to hear more about it. And I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people want to hear your story because it's so simplified compared to the way a lot of people uh, tell you what you have to do. So, yeah. Well, it's not complicated. If you're, if, if you have skills and you have knowledge and you, and most people who love what they do have these things and they have information that they can share, then it's not hard. It's just a matter of being consistent, which is the hard thing for most people, but coming up with a way to, build that consistency into your life in a way that is pretty foolproof and pre-decided. That's how I always like to think about it. Like I've already made the decision that I'm going to post every day. So now I just have to actually do it. So there's, I'm not leaving myself the option to. Yeah. The commitment, the commitment thing is the one thing that saved me in the beginning too. Yeah. Like, um, and it, interestingly enough for me, like I, uh, like I kind of switched careers like while I was posting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like COVID hit and I actually switched from one thing to another. Yeah. Um, and that was a pretty weird experience because like, I'm kind of making content about one thing and then I just switched into a whole different That's thing. That's funny. But like con or a uh, commitment was really the only thing that kind of like yeah. helped me yeah. helped me do that. So, well, cool. So um, maybe just uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and how you help clients and like where they can get a hold of you. Yeah, so I do bookkeeping and um, profit advisory work with small to medium-sized businesses. All the businesses I work with right now are between one million and five million in gross revenue, but um, gross annual revenue. But that that doesn't mean I couldn't work with someone bigger. It just happens to be kind of the range I'm in. Um, and I, what I do is. First of all, I 
produce really high quality financial statements and work. Like I'm, I take such pride in getting things right and having things laid out in a way that you can really use the information. Like make, so like, make actionable decisions. For yes. Them. And so um, that means it has to be on time, but it also means that it has to be laid out correctly. There is a particular way that financial statements are supposed to be laid out. And I can tell you, like, every time I have taken books over from another bookkeeper, they haven't been done. It hasn't been laid out correctly. And so, like, for example, one of the primary ways that you can judge the financial health of a business is looking at what's called their current ratio. So the ratio between their current assets versus their current um, liabilities. And if you don't have everything laid out correctly, then you don't, that you can't calculate that. And that's a quick, easy way to determine if you're getting better or getting worse. And so that's, that's an important piece and you can't do it if the, if the financial statements aren't in is the right a, order. Is that a leading indicator of something? It's a leading indicator kind of, it's really a lagging of your, um, of your solvency, but tracking it. So as, <laughs> as a math nerd, I can say the, the delta of the, the, the slope of the, <laughs> of that curve is going to be, is that's going to show you how you're progressing if I things see. are getting worse or if things are getting better. Cool. Um, but so the big thing I do though, so that's the foundation of the work that I do. But the real work is in working with the small business owners that I work with to really build their financial foothold, their financial foundation so that they aren't in debt. Because every every dime you're spending on and servicing debt is in profit. And so I'm, I really work with my clients to get out of debt, come up with ways to minimize debt, or at the very least, come up with real protocols to determine when it is okay to take on debt. When it's appropriate. As, like when is yeah. it actually serving you? Right. So and that's it's, when it's like really giving you leverage of some sort, I would assume. Right. Well, it's when you're truly creating an asset from hmm. the debt. So like you're, right, you're right. purchasing a building, that's great debt. You should definitely take that debt. Not definitely, but that, right, that is you. really good debt. But if you're taking on debt to pay payroll, then we need to look at something because that right. there are cash flow issues. Absolutely, people have cash flow issues. But at some point, you really have to look at things and say, well, where are my operating expenses? What, wh why aren't we cash flow positive? Where, how can we change the, the way things are happening? And sometimes that could mean changing the terms for your accounts receivable so that maybe instead of a 30-day window, you want to go to a 20-day window. So there's a lot of stuff like that that I work with clients on to just create an environment where they can really be profitable and really meet and exceed those goals that they had for themselves when they first started out. Well, very cool. And then what's the best way people can get a hold of you? Um, certainly by email, which is too many S's. I'm going to say that up front. It's Becky at Daniels with an S business 
solutions.com. <laughs> I'm not creative. That's not my thing. So it was just whatever kind of came out effectively, whatever said what I wanted to say. Um, I'll, I'll also link, I'll link, I'll link to okay. stuff too. Okay. And my website is danielsbusinesssolutions.com and you can learn more about me there and about my chickens. Um, there's, <laughs> there's, and how much I love football and basketball. Um, and then of course on LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn and, um, my phone number is 423-802-9829. Although I'm on calls so much, I don't, I don't usually answer the phone. So you can text me though. That's a great way to get in touch with me. Well, cool. Well, um, I really appreciate you coming on, spending a little yeah. bit of time out of your day and, yeah, giving me some insight on how you went about it and um, and then helping other people as well. And yeah. so I really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me, Stephen. It was great. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you. All right. Bye.